Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. We partner with JNTEL, a nonprofit organization that provides educational programs to promote emotional and mental health while building our identity in Christ. In this podcast series, you will learn about me, Kimir Baker, the CEO and founder of JNTEL, and other life changers. We inspire, equip, and support you along your journeys. By the renewal of our minds, we overcome life challenges. We renew and rise up. Welcome back, you guys. I'm so excited that you joined us again for another Healing Peace episode. If you were with me last week, I started talking about being sick and and still allowing God to be faithful to me in the midst of all that. And you know how we do. Every time we start a new topic, we always bring people onto the show to share their insights, their words of wisdom. And you know what? I did not disappoint you guys today. And I'm so excited about our guest today and the things that she will share. And before I start telling her business, before she tells you hers, let's let Chris come on in and introduce herself to us. Well, hello. It's good to be here. So my name is Karis Meyer. I am a First and foremost, I like to say I'm a child of God because that is the most important part of my identity and I don't know where I'd be without without him. So I live with my husband, Ben, and my four children in Northern Virginia. My husband is in the military, so we move around quite a bit, but we've been here for four years now and have been very blessed. I grew up as a missionary kid, which got me ready for the military lifestyle of moving around and being in a lot of new places, new cultures. Let's see, I have a undergrad in Christian education and a master's in counseling, but for the last almost 12 years, I've been mainly focusing on my children. I have ages 2 to 12, so two girls and two boys, and I've been very busy taking care of them, which I'm I'm so blessed to have children. What brought me here is about seven, a little over 17 years ago, shortly after my husband and I got married, I uh, started having a lot of different symptoms. And a long time later, came to find out I had contracted parasites while overseas in Pakistan visiting my sister, who was a missionary at the time. And Anyways, many treatments later, and I got rid of them, but it had done a lot of internal damage. And so it started me on this long journey of chronic health problems and in and out of the hospital, just a lot of scary, <laughs> a lot of scary times. But in the end, it God really used that, this, this hardship, this journey that I've been on to open up doors for ministry. And that's why I'm excited, you guys, that she's here because we're definitely going to pick her brain and ask a whole bunch of questions in terms of her journey and being able to remain faithful. And I will preference, I'm still working on making sure I pronounce your name correctly. And (laughs) it's it's so unique. And I thought my name is unique because my name is butchered all the time. And so (laughs) I'm very sensitive to not do the same to someone else. So bear with me, you guys, as I make sure that I pronounce Caris. Is that saying right again? So it's Caris, like Paris, but like a, so your emphasis is in the first part, Caris. Yeah, <laughs> and I can't, because 
It's similar to Chris with the A. And so my brain yeah. keeps going back to that, even though she doesn't even look like <laughs> She doesn't okay. look like Chris. She doesn't look like Chris. But uh, I'm excited to have her here with us today. And, and as you kind of got a little gist so far, I, I was telling her that I put people to work by giving having them to their own bio so I don't mess up their bio. And you've done a great job of just shedding a little bit light of who you are. And, and I would like to share briefly before we get into this, is that I've had the privilege of reading your book, Suffer Redeemed. It's on Amazon. And I will say, I feel like the price is too low because the things that you share is so enriching. And it really does, I think, open up our eyes to understand a little bit more of that journey of being in a circumstance where we don't like where we're at. And so you talked a little bit about already having a chronic illness and learning where it came from. But I would assume that in the beginning of your journey, you didn't have the root cause of your symptoms. So how did you navigate and how did it unravel you experiencing your body changing on you? It was a very long and hard process. In the beginning, I just kept expecting that I would start feeling better and that it wouldn't go on. So I, I'm someone who can, I have quite a high pain tolerance and keep things to myself pretty well. So for the first several years, even, you know, I just kind of minimized what was going on and what I was feeling and experiencing on a day to day basis and just tried to kind of plow through. And I honestly didn't share, even share much with my husband because he was deployed off and on during those years and had a lot of stress. And so I just kind of tried to be strong and get through. We were told in the beginning, actually, also that I wouldn't be able to have children based on some other things that were found in the process of a lot of the tests that I was going through, which was really sad for my husband and I, because we both really wanted children. Obviously, God God did some miracles there and gave us four now. It was a sort of thing where it wasn't clear cut. It wasn't like they were like, okay, this is your diagnosis and this is how it's going to go. And these are the medications you're going to take. And this is kind of the plan. And this is where you're going to end up in so much, so much time. It was like, they would tell me, okay, this is what's wrong with you now. I go through tests, go through treatment, and then something else would be affected. You know, so it was my kidneys and then it was my pancreas and it was my heart. And overall, I was very malnourished because my intestinal system was very compromised because of all the intestinal problems that, I mean, the parasite problems that I've had. So underlying all this is that I would often be severely underweight. And so would have to be on feeding tubes sometimes. And it was very confusing and very much of a roller coaster because through this all too, you know, I believe, and even now I believe God God can heal at any moment. He's a God who can heal. We see it in the Bible. I believe he still does it today. And yet sometimes he chooses or he, he allows us to continue in something that is difficult. And so a lot of those questions, you know, I really struggled with for the first several years, like, God, why, why? You know, we've prayed so many times for healing and really believe that you can do it. And yet, not only am I not getting better, but things just keep getting worse and why? And so 
one of the, one of the stories that I really identified over the years was 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 the woman with the issue of blood. She had so much faith. She just reached out and touched Jesus' garments, and she was healed instantly. And so, at, at the twelve year mark for me, I was thinking, okay, God, it's twelve years. She was healed healed after twelve years. You can do this for me too. And that time kind of came and left, and I I felt disappointed. Oh, I really believed and. God didn't promise that to me. It's just something that I was praying for and hoping for. But that's just an example for how I just felt like this roller coaster that I was on that, you know, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe things will get better. Maybe God will heal me. But, and then things will get worse. And so over the years, I feel like I've, I've grown in wisdom and, and being more rooted in God. But yes, it's been, uh, it's been very challenging. And I actually want to take a step back a little bit because you said something that really perked my ears. And when you were expressing your first diagnosis, your first coming into this season of your life and being in the place where you weren't necessarily as forthcoming about your experiences. And so when you said that, I, I became more curious to know, I would assume at some point, you pretty much felt like the world was against you or, or did you have that feeling? Did you have that feeling of being alone? And this is a huge burden that I have to carry. I felt like I did not want to be a burden to other people. I felt like I, especially I think as a Christian, Christian, sometimes we feel like, Oh, I'm going to be strong. I'm, I mean, I felt like I would be a better Christian if I just, suffered silently. And honestly, for me, it didn't feel like my, I, I say suffering, but I know that 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 word can, can be, there's such a variety, there's such a, it's like, I felt like my suffering was so small compared to what a lot of the world goes through. And so I think there's part of me was like, oh, I don't want to just, I, I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to be a downer for other people. And so, and, and honestly, it was probably pride too. Like, I just, I, I think I'm strong enough. I think I'm strong enough to, to do this myself and until I wasn't strong enough. <laughs> and then what was so beautiful though, is as I became more honest and vulnerable with, with my husband and, and others in my family and my friends and people in my church and different things, I saw the gift of community, of not bearing all of our pain by ourselves. Like God created us to be in relationship for a, pre- for a reason, and that is to share, and that is to comfort, and that is to, you know, to share each other's burdens and, and not to do it alone. And so, and I was, I was so blessed. I'm so, I'm so thankful. And, and even today, like I look back and I, I wonder, oh my gosh, how much did I miss out on? Because of how much I just tried to do it myself. Yeah, because as you state that, I know that's my tendency as well. I call it the superwoman syndrome or the God complex, where there's a lot of things that I take on myself thinking that I I can handle it, but the reality is I can't. And then I either become extremely anxious and or I start my faith. My faith just goes out the window in like two seconds. And I'm like, why am I so faithless? And it's because I'm trying to intercede for God. And God is like, you know, I'm kind of bigger than you, right? And I'm just like, 
yeah, that's true. And But my innate nature kicks in of trying to fix things. And so for yourself, did you ever get to a place where as you were managing your new body, so to speak, where you were trying just to fix everything around you, including your physical experiences? I'm not sure. I tend to be someone who does like control. I mean, I think in general, most people like to feel like they're, (laughs) we like to feel like we're in control more. So I think the feeling of having complete loss of control of this area of like, I, I can't control it. That was, it was really scary. And I had to deal with a lot of fear that, that came with that. I don't know if I necessarily tried more to control other areas, but I know I had to deal like head on with the fear of, of not being in control and the fear of what's going to happen next and feeling like, it's it's like this downward spiral that's never going to stop. And so that is something that God has been helping me to grow in as as I've been experiencing this. But that's really interesting. I yeah, I think that's a good it's a, it's an interesting observation and good question. Yeah, and and I say that because it's quite recent in my life. <laughs> so I can stick on it very quickly and easily. Yeah. And it wasn't until reading your book until I realized what I was doing. And I think in your book, you do a very good job of articulating God being in control. And even when you don't fully understand the outcome that he's still working. And the other thing that I really enjoyed reading your book as well is that you love scripture. I do. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, oh, we're kindred spirits. I said, no, what? I'm so excited while I'm reading this. Because you you get re-immersed in who God is and his character because you have the scriptures to back up who he is. And so as I was reading, I began to pull off the layers of why it's so easy for me to not be faithful to God. And a lot of it stems from, of course, the expectation that I want to have of where my life should be and and how I think it should work. But in the midst of having that level of expectation, I'm losing sight of how God wants to work. And so for yourself, as you've been on this journey, were there moments where you had to take a step back to think, okay, God, how are you working in this situation, even though I don't see it? Definitely. Many times. I think in suffering, it can become all-consuming and it can feel like God is absent, right? There's, there's times where I did feel like God had forsaken me and it was, it was hard to keep faith, you know, even though I knew, I knew like logically and in, in my heart of hearts that God had not forsaken me because he wouldn't, he says he doesn't, he says he won't. And I know that's the truth. And yet our feelings (laughs) based on our circumstances can sway a lot of how, of how our, we're thinking and our experience. But yeah, it, it was really difficult for me to, to know, like I shared earlier, that, that God can heal. And that, as he says, you know, his desire is that things on earth would be as they are in heaven. That's what, what Jesus told us to pray, right? So we're supposed to pray that things would be on earth as they are in heaven. And yet 
why then do we see the world, it seems like going from bad to worse, right? Or sometimes our situations that we're praying so earnestly for don't seem to be changing in the right direction. And I think that's when we have to really humble ourselves. I mean, I had to humble myself over and over again and say, okay, God, I trust that you have a bigger plan and a better perspective and understanding this than I do. Because we see through our little lens, our little perspective, such a little plot where he sees the whole thing. And I think there's a, a story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego provide an excellent, excellent example of how they live in faith and expectation and surrender all at the same time, right? Because you see them, they're, they're told they have to bow down to this image and they say, no, we will not, and make the statement that they believe God is able to deliver them, that he will deliver them. But even if he doesn't deliver them, they are going to be faithful to God. And so I just think, I just love that statement, those three parts, because it almost is like they don't fit together because they say, okay, God's able and he's going to do it. But even if he doesn't, then we're we're still going to be faithful. And their goal is not God work this out to our plan, but we're going to have faith. But even if, you know, they're not, they're not proud enough to say God's going to do this and that's final. They're saying, but if he doesn't, we still believe he's God. We're still going to honor him for who he says he is. And I just, I love that story because I feel like that's what I, that's what I can say too. That's what we can say in our situations is God is able, he's going to do this. Like for me, Someday God's going to heal me, whether it be on this earth or in heaven, I'm going to be healed. And even if he doesn't, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep speaking his name and his goodness. And, and that was actually the part in the book that really shaped my heart. And just, I cried when I read it because that's when I saw how conditional I've been in my walk with God, because I never paid attention to those little three words. In terms of their surrender, like no matter what, and I think you talk about no matter what their 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 mindset was, God will be glorified. No matter how the circumstance ends, God will still be glorified, and that's the peace. When at least for me, when I'm wrapped up in my experience, I don't necessarily think how can God be glorified, and I don't necessarily think. Am I allowing room for him to be glorified? I just want to get out the problem. I was like, I can't deal with the pain. And so when you came to that understanding of this passage, was that something where you were just reading one day and it just stood out and, and God just spoke to your spirit? I'm curious to how you gained that insight. Mommy, I was reading the scripture and there's also a song that's, I think, I think that's about that at the same time that about the same time a few years ago that came out. But I just, yeah, I was just thinking of, and I was really struggling at that time. I was really struggling with how to pray and how to think. Sometimes when we're in a situation, it's like, God, how should I pray for this? How should I think about it? But when I read or heard that the statement that they made, I was like, that is so interesting. Like it doesn't how could they say all those three things and and be okay with it? It almost seems contradictory. And yet 
because their goal was, you know what? God is who he says he is, and he will be glorified no matter how this turns out, because we're still going to, we're going to be faithful to him because he's faithful. Their eyes were, were set and locked on God. It wasn't on how their situation was going to change and what they, they necessarily wanted out of it, which like you said, when you're in a situation, like <laughs> it's so easy to be so single-minded and like, uh, I just want what I want and, and to be in a place where I'm feeling more comfortable when I'm free from this issue. And so, yeah, that's kind of how it happened. And so today, is that something that you remind yourself with to press forward and being faithful? Because again, when I think of chronic illness and some of the things that you've expressed in the beginning of what you dealt with, with the parasites, this isn't something that just goes away. So how do you manage your day to day? And in that management, how do you see God working in the midst of your body? I was going to say day by day, but it's more like minute by minute dependence that that I am still learning. I, I will say Paul says, pray continually. I feel like I've been almost forced to do that because some days I, I feel like I need to pray. Sometimes it's just like, Jesus, Jesus, help me. Like, Jesus, help me get through this. You know, help me, help me get through this next whatever. Help me be strong enough to, for my kids. You know, help me hold it together. Give me hope. Just, it's such a dependence that is out of desperation, but it's also a gift that, that I have learned well, I'm def- I'm definitely still learning it. It's kind of like the fuel, you know, that <laughs> I need to keep keep going back. And I remember my pastor when I was a kid, I remember him saying something like about that he would pray daily that God would give him faith, to keep trusting in God. And I was I would think like that's so strange. Like why would you stop trusting in God? Like as a kid, I was just like, "Oh, I'm always going to trust in God." But when you're going through something, now I don't take that for granted. And I, and I have to pray too. I'm like, God, help me to keep trusting you. Help me not to lose faith. Help me not to, to start doubting your goodness in this, you know? And so I, I don't know. It's, it's, um, it's a, definitely a day-by-day thing. But I also, I also think about in John 6, Jesus, you know, when he's given that hard, the, the hard preaching about his, his body and the blood and the bread and just kind of this, this new thought. And a lot of the people are like turning away and saying, this teaching is too hard. And, and so Jesus tells his disciples, or he asks them, he's like, are you going to leave too? And they say, well, where else would we go? Like you hold the words of life and truth. So where else would we go? Even though this is hard to understand, we don't understand what you're doing, what you're saying. It's kind of weird, but I think that too. Jesus is the only answer. And so even if I did, you know, say, okay, I, I, I turn away from God, like there's, there's nowhere else to turn. Honestly, I, there's, I mean, people can say, oh, you can try this or that, but they will also tell you that it doesn't last. <laughs> mm. So. Mm. Yeah. And, and I, I think what you shared is so important in terms of one thing that I, I really took away is of reliance upon God and having the humility to rely upon him. Because uh, yesterday I was having lunch with friends and we were joking. And I was like, you know, there's just three things you just don't ask for in prayer because you know it's just going to be crazy. And that is faith, humility, 
And what was the third? I forgot what the third was. Patience. Yeah, that's it. Patience. <laughs> I like, learned the hard way that one. Yeah, yeah. It's like don't you know pray those things because you know it's going to come with some kind of obstacles. But hearing you share about it, it, it's more of not necessarily obstacles, but a guidance. It's like when when we're willing to be that humble, we are opening ourselves up to be guided. And in the midst of that guidance, God strengthens us. Do you feel like you're stuck in a rut and can't seem to move forward? If so, you're not alone. Millions of people struggle with emotional and health challenges every year. However, we believe that everyone deserves to live a happy and fulfilling life, and we are here to help you get there. J-I-N-T-E-L, J-I-N-T-E-L, now offers coaching services. Receive these benefits when you book a session. Increase self-awareness, improve communication skills, increase confidence, reduce stress, and improve relationships. If you're ready to take the next step, please go to jintel.org slash services to book a free consultation. And so I, I'm grateful that you shared that because it trumps my comments yesterday. And so I can have more of a positive outlook for having that sense of humility with God and that willingness to allow him to lead me in that way. And so, again, I thank you for sharing that. And and in how you shared it as well, I I heard how it built your faith so that you can keep going and moving forward. So it's kind of like a promise, actually, of when we're able to present ourselves in that way, what God pours into us in return. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's so true. Yeah. And so looking back on your journey... I, I know you you had a stopping point somewhere. I think you said 12 years at one point. Are there things that you would have wished you knew in the beginning as you continue through that part of your journey? Hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. I think one of the things, there's probably a lot of things if I, if I, if I really thought about it, but one of the things is like, is just to not try so hard, you know, to, to, to accept the weakness and to rest more in God's grace and his power. I think I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what was going on, you know, how to get well. And was this emotional or mental or, and even like the spiritual disciplines and more prayer, more faith, more, which are not bad, but it was too much about me and trying to almost like work myself out of kind of thinking like, I I knew God doesn't punish us in a way that is like wrathful and harsh. Like sometimes I felt like, oh, this, this feels like punishment. You know, it feels like I'm being punished for something, even though I know that's not the way God works. When you're in a situation that is ongoing and it's, it's easy to start believing lies. And so then the shame and the guilt and the like, oh, I gotta, I gotta work to try to figure this out and yeah, just realizing like God is, he's so loving, he's so patient, he's so kind, and he's more interested in our hearts and having complete trust rather than so many things I think that we're so concerned about. Yeah, I think that's something that I would probably <laughs> change if I had 
gotten back. Yeah. And, and as you stated that, I was like, oh, it goes back to the latter part when you were talking about, I need to pray. I, I need to ask him for this guidance. And so it sounds like you learned that throughout your experiences, what it means if you don't rely on him in that way and how that human effort kind of interrupts that level of serenity in him. And so, again, I'm going to say, I appreciate you sharing that. And I also feel like this is a great place to end our conversation for today. But to say, I actually want you to come back because you made another statement about easy to believe those lies. And I, I'm curious to how do we get out of that process to believe his goodness? And so I really would enjoy having you come back and kind of walk us through some of those things. Will you come back? Of course. Okay. Thank you. I was like, I just said all that and she didn't even say yes. So <laughs> yes, you guys. So until next week, she's given us so many good morsels to chew on. You need to replay it, go replay it. And, and as you replay or as you chew on the things shared, I think one of the things that's very clear is that Life can be difficult, and in that difficulty, God allows us to keep coming back to Him and keep coming back to Him, and He doesn't get tired. And that, that's such a, a great treat and a great promise of who He is. So have a great week, and come back next week for another part of this interview.